Chapter 4, The Bait Shop. Ryder went to his room to get changed, but all he could think about was how close he had been to catching that frog. He thought that maybe the sight of the trap and his brother yelling had scared the frog enough that it wouldn't return that night. That seemed promising, so Ryder walked out of the house and met his brother in the driveway. Hurry up, let's go, James said. The brothers hopped into the car and buckled their seatbelts. James looked over to Ryder and teased him by saying, Sorry I didn't put the car seat in for you. Will you be okay in the front, little guy? James was proud of this bird, as he giggled and continued to situate himself in the driver's seat. Ryder had been dealing with this type of harassment from his brother for years. He rolled his eyes and fired back with, You're the one who needs a booster seat to see above the steering wheel. Oh, the brotherly love these two shared. They both made a growling noise toward each other, then giggled as James reversed Mom's car out of the driveway, then drove in the direction of their new town. After a 30-minute drive, the boys had made it to the main part of the town. It was so much smaller than the city they used to live in. They pulled into the downtown area that was made up of four square blocks and one main street. That was where people went when they said they were going to town. As the boys got to Main Street, they saw banners and posters of upcoming town events. They were red, white, and blue bunting flags hanging from most of the stores. In the center of the Main Street, there was a roundabout with a huge grass area and a small gazebo. This place looked like something the brothers had seen in movies or on TV. As they were cruising through the streets, looking at the shops, Ryder quickly spotted a bait shop and yelled for his brother to park. I bet they'll have the perfect bait for that frog to lure him back in after being scared off, Ryder thought to himself. James parked the car but refused to join him in the bait shop. He said it wasn't the first place he wanted to be noticed in the new town, so Ryder went to the store alone. He wasn't supposed to do that, but he had no choice since his brother refused to join him. He pushed open the door of the bait shop and a bell rang as he entered. Welcome! shouted a voice coming from the center of the store. Uh, thanks, Ryder replied, even though he couldn't see the person he was responding to. He began to walk through the store aisles, looking for anything the frog might like. It was cold in the shop. The lights were flickering toward the back of the store, and there was fuzzy music playing, like it was coming out of an old radio that didn't have a strong signal. Ryder couldn't decide if this place was creepy or super cool. As he got closer to the back of the store, he noticed a hand-painted sign that said, Crickets in a blood red color. Underneath the sign was a big white wooden box with tiny holes. There was a lamp above it and some empty egg cartons sitting right next to it. Perfect, he said. With some dead crickets sprinkled in my trap, I'll be sure to catch that frog now. The only problem was, the box had a lock on it, so Ryder went to find the person who welcomed him when he entered the shop. In the center aisle, he found a chubby man with a long black beard and thick mustache. He was wearing a messy apron and a backward army print hat. He was on his knees loading some fishing tackle on the shelves. Well, hello there, son, said the man. Are you all alone, he asked. No, my brother is just outside the door, Ryder said in a not-so-confident tone. 
James was notorious for ditching Ryder. But as they both leaned over to look by the door, Ryder was surprised to see his brother had hung around and didn't ditch him this time. Whew! Okay then, how can I help you today, said the man. I need to buy some of those dead crickets, please, Ryder responded. He was quite proud of himself for being independent and placing orders. But then the man started to laugh. We don't have any dead crickets in the store, but we certainly have live ones, if that's what you mean. The man's belly, even his beard and mustache, shook up and down as he laughed out loud at Ryder's request. Oh, said Ryder in a shocked tone. I don't know if that will work. I'm trying to catch a frog. Oh, that'll do the trick. Frogs love crickets, said the man. How many do you want? Ryder stood silently while the man got up off the floor and headed back toward the cricket box. He hadn't expected to find anything for the frog mission at all today, and now he might be coming home with live crickets. His brother would not allow that in the car, but Ryder thought to himself, how loud would crickets be anyway? Ryder thought if he got just a few, he could hide them in his inner pocket of his jacket and make it back home to continue his mission. The cricket box opened, and boy did that stink! The man scooped out a large scoop of crickets and placed them in a plastic bag that was filled with air and cut up cardboard egg cartons. The man twisted it closed with a rubber band and handed it over to Ryder. He paid and slid the puffy bag of air and crickets into his jacket and calmly walked out the door as if he had done nothing at all. What were you doing in there for so long? asked James. Let's go see everything else. There's a skate shop and a diner I want to check out. No time, I need to get home, Ryder said in a panic. He was desperately hoping the bag would stop wiggling as much as it was in his inner jacket pocket. He could feel the crickets bouncing off the walls of the plastic bag, and it was starting to give him the heebie-jeebies. What? We just got here, James said, nudging Ryder along the sidewalk. Sorry, dude, we aren't leaving yet. Let's walk around. So Ryder was forced to walk Main Street with a wiggly bag full of crickets concealed in his jacket. From store to store, they walked, passing the people out and about. Ryder was so focused on the gross feeling of the moving bag that he slammed right into a young woman walking by. Whoa, bro, watch where you're going, James warned. I'm so sorry, Ryder said as he lifted his head to apologize to the young woman walking by. She was just about James's age, sporting dyed black hair with short bangs. Her ears were pierced all the way up, and she was wearing a shirt with the logo of James' favorite band on it. She was exactly the type of girl his brother would like. Ryder asked if she was okay, and he and the young woman briefly conversed about the accident. James seemed to have forgotten how to speak, because he just stood there in absolute silence with a weird look on his face. She was very polite and brushed it off. See you around, she said to the boys as she walked away. James's face turned about three shades of red. That was a good excuse to get James to go home. So they hopped back in the car and headed for the long country road home. Ryder thought about teasing James about the girl, but decided he'd save that one for later. 